and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. Now today we will move on to Acts chapter 11. In the first 18 verses of this chapter, Peter defends his ministry in the home of Cornelius that resulted in the conversion of Gentiles. Here's what Luke writes. The apostles and the brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. Peter began to explain everything to them precisely as it had happened. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it, and I saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds of the air. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was pulled up into the heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came upon them as he had come upon us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift as he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I, to think that I could oppose God. When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, God has granted even the Gentiles repentance unto life.
When Peter finished his explanation of what had taken place in Caesarea, even the Judaizers had nothing to say in opposition. This was obviously of God, and it was a great day. The door had now been opened to the Gentiles, and the stage was set for the gospel to move out to the ends of the earth. Now here with today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. News travels fast, even in days before the rapid communication devices of today. In the land of Palestine, shortly after the time of Christ, Peter, a Jew and a follower of Jesus, visited in the home of a Gentile at Caesarea named Cornelius. Peter testified to him about Jesus, and he received Christ and was baptized. Peter stayed for several days. When he got back to Jerusalem, he had to do some serious explaining. Luke writes, The apostles and the brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of an uncircumcised man and ate with them? Peter began and explained everything to them precisely as it had happened. The shock of Peter's visit in the home of a Gentile was felt all the way to Jerusalem. There was no doubt joy over the fact that Gentiles were being saved, but there was perplexity and anxiety and misgivings too. The Christian Jews in Jerusalem were understandably concerned over what had happened. Their concern was not that Gentiles had been given the gospel, had received it, and had been baptized. Their concern was that Peter and his Jewish friends had socialized with Gentiles. They had fraternized with them. They had eaten with them in their homes. In Jerusalem at this time, there was reasonable goodwill between Jewish Christians and Jewish non-Christians. Since the Hellenist Christian Jews were gone, there was relative calm. But if it ever became known that Peter had fraternized with Gentiles, that would cause an explosion in the Jewish community, to say the least. So here came Christian Jews who had serious misgivings. The issue was twofold. Number one, Gentiles were received into the church. That by and of itself might not have been a problem. But since there was to be unity in the church, there would obviously have to be fellowship. This brought up the second and the crucial issue. To talk about unity in the body of Christ, but to refuse to go into a brother's home and eat with him made the profession of unity hollow indeed. They couldn't even sit at the Lord's table and take the Lord's Supper together, Jews and Gentiles. This would obviously result in two churches instead of one, a Jewish church and a Gentile church, and that's not what God wanted. Apparently, these Jews at Jerusalem felt that the maintenance of the Christian faith as a phenomenon of Jewishness was essential. If you were Peter, having just experienced what he had, how would you answer these brothers in Jerusalem? Peter does not answer from Scripture nor from tradition, but from recent history. He recounts in orderly fashion what happened to him in Joppa, and in Caesarea with Cornelius. Fortunately, Peter had had the wisdom to ask a number of Jews from Joppa to accompany him to the house of Cornelius. These Jews had also come to Jerusalem now and attested to everything Peter was reporting. 
So Peter recounts his own vision at Joppa, together with the vision God had given to Cornelius at Caesarea. Then he recounts what happened in the home of Cornelius while he was speaking. He notes that the Holy Spirit came upon those Gentiles just as he had come upon the Jewish disciples at Pentecost. And then he adds, So if God gave them the same gift as he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I should oppose God? Peter had three times refused to eat when God told him to in Joppa. He was not going to make the same mistake and oppose God in Caesarea. Evidently, Peter's speech convinced the Jews in Jerusalem, at least for now. Before I leave this first part of Acts 11, I want to focus on Peter's words as recorded in verse 16. When Peter experienced the events in Cornelius' house, and he saw and heard the coming of the Holy Spirit, he said, Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When had Jesus said that? Luke records those words of Jesus in Acts 1.5. Jesus spoke those words after his resurrection, during the 40 days that he was on earth. It was a promise to his disciples that the Holy Spirit would come and baptize believers, as Paul put it later, into the body of Christ the church. The church was formed by the act of the Holy Spirit called baptism. It happened for the first time at Pentecost. It occurred when the church began among Jews in Jerusalem. It happened again when the church began among half-Jews, the Samaritans. And it happened a third time when the church began among Gentiles in the home of this centurion at Caesarea. Once the church was established, every person who receives Christ at the moment he receives Christ is baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, the church. That is one of the functions of the Holy Spirit, not to be confused with several others. For some reason, God didn't allow Peter to continue his work with the Gentiles. That would fall on the shoulders of Paul. But Peter had begun the work. He, with Philip before him, had taken the gospel to the Gentiles, and the church among them had begun. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ was spreading. This fascinating story continues tomorrow.
Snow is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.